Hi, I'm Chris Porter, creator and co-director of Solar. This is a story where every answer asks more questions. It's a fully staged sonic experience of cinematic proportions. So especially if you're driving, be prepared for voices and sounds all around you. Dig deep into the ever-evolving environment through our weekly episodes, and in between you'll find short bonus audio assets that will clue you into pivotal perspectives here on Earth. Due to strong language, this program is intended for audiences over the age of 13. Solar is best enjoyed on headphones, though however you choose to go on this mission, we encourage you to immerse yourself in this journey to the heart of our solar system. And now, Solar. for the North American Space Coalition, NASC, following the untimely passing of Dennis Oldman. Joining me is the Athon Mission Control Flight Director, Arv Patel. Our hearts here at NASC go to those impacted by the solar flare two weeks ago. We extend our thoughts and prayers to those who died and those who lost loved ones as a result of the flare, and we pray for a quick end to the rioting all over the Western Hemisphere. Mankind will rise above, as it always has. Mr. Patel. <clears throat> NASC located the Athon two days ago. Mission Control identified its solar orbital position on April 4th, 2045 at 11.32 a.m. coordinated universal time. However, we have not established contact. Apart from locational pings, there have been no data transfers between Mission Control and the Athon following the flare. In addition, we have not been able to identify any evidence of steering or propulsion that would clarify the functionality of the craft. Do you know we survived? Please wait until we open the floor for questions. We won't answer any questions until six, seven men and women on board the Athon, and you only care about one. Tali was largely considered the face of the mission. There are seven people on board the Athon, and as far as I'm concerned, they're all alive. Please continue, Mr. Patel. The orbital altitude thermonuclear reactor appears to still be functioning to some extent. However, as the Athon is currently orbiting the sun at a fixed altitude, free from normal gravitational orbit... In layman's terms, Mr. Patel. The Athon has power. The engine is keeping the ship at a fixed altitude, not relying on orbit. It was designed to keep the Athon and Simtex equipment on this side of the sun, in sync with Earth's orbit, which is why it doesn't orbit as fast as Mercury. But now... The Athon isn't moving with us. Given our current trajectories, the Athon and Earth will move to opposite sides of the sun in roughly seven days. And at that point, 
we will lose any opportunity to contact the Aethon for almost a year before the Aethon and Earth can make direct contact again. We... We will continue to monitor the situation and hold out hope for the mission's seven potentially surviving crew members. Potentially. We remain in touch with the families of those on board and ask you to respect their privacy. At this time, we will open the floor for questions. instead of informing the White House or the Canadian Prime Minister first. We only had 20 or 30 minutes from the 8th on distress call to the flare arriving on Earth. It was determined the warning was best directed to the public to take individual protective measures. Ms. Bryan! Yes, over there. What is MASC doing to prevent this in the future? This isn't something we can prevent. We can only prepare. Were any of the crew members at fault? All protocols were followed by both NASC and SimTech crew members. Did NASC or SimTech cause the solar flare? It's a ridiculous question. We have no power over the sun. Listen to yourself. Arav, we have no control over solar events. Is NASC taking any steps to help in the recovery efforts? Obviously, we will do whatever is requested by the Canadian and United States governments to the best of our abilities. They have access to the few remaining lines of communication that we have come to. What, what do you want us to do, exactly? Uh, we are the North American Space Coalition. We aren't responsible for your phone lines or, or, or the power grid. We don't control the universe. I apologize for Mr. Patel. Don't apologize for Ms. me. Miss Bryant! Miss Bryant! What are the odds of survival for the Aethon crew? We won't speculate on those circumstances. I'm sure you can understand. They are, and I quote Mr. Oldman, the farthest away from Earth any human being has ever been. Even if they did survive, is it realistic to believe they could be rescued? Again, I refuse to speculate. Would saving them even be worth it? Does anyone have any other questions? Does that mean no? It means we're going to do everything we can. Mr. Patel! No, no, no. You. What is your name? Christian Yancey, U.S. headline. Mr. Yancey, these men and women have risked their lives for their knowledge and science and our understanding of the universe. In what might have been their final moments, they warned us about the flare. They are heroes. We will bring them home. If you can. What is your problem? Arif! I'm just trying to do my job. You're being insulting. I'm being realistic. After these past couple weeks, I personally don't think anyone should be waiting for miracles. I agree. Mr. Patel. There's no such thing as miracles, but this won't be a miracle. It'll be a triumph. NASC will bring them home. Do you understand? And are you going to partner with SimTech in this triumphant rescue effort? SimTech. Sumerian Technologies is our partner on this mission. Three crew members were specifically placed on this mission by SimTech. Of course they want to rescue this crew, just as much as we do. Moving on. Are you on. implying that SimTech wouldn't want to help in a rescue effort if it was only NASC crew members? Of course not! Correct me if I'm wrong, it was SimTech who paid for most of the mission, yes? SimTech bailed out NASC after the downturn, so maybe bailed they- out? We have reached out to SimTech and are awaiting a response. Are you saying you haven't been in contact with SimTech since the flare? We haven't been in contact with SimTech for months. No, no, it's not. We've been picking up anomalies, shutters, and erroneous readings for almost a year now. And we've been reaching out to SimTech for answers over and over again. And we haven't heard a thing, just silence. They're refusing to answer us. They're hiding. You can't say that. Oh, listen, if any of you have a way of reaching SimTech, tell them to come and talk to me. I'm going to bring my crew home. And I'll work with SimTech if they want any of our crew to come back alive. Wait, are you implying SimTech doesn't want the crew to return alive? What do you mean anomalies? How long did you believe the Aethon was in danger? My apologies to the rest of you on behalf of Mr. Patel and Mr. Yancey, was it? There will be no further questions. 
system timer failure has resulted in terminal error. Audio packets are unable to be compiled chronologically. Please reset AOS internal clock. Manual, Whiskey Foxtrot 156 Delta 2. Emergency audio packet 22-Alpha 2045. Kurt Media presents Solar. Episode 1, The Pilot. Post-solar event. Approximate mission day, 547. <sighs> Safety restraints, stand by. Safety restraints on standby. Display cam feed on reactor turbine. Standby on remote joystick control for reactor repair arm. Remote control on standby. Thank you, Allie. Please disable all standbys from the last 30 seconds. Yes, Pilot Jamal Davis. Reactor okay? Yes, Pilot Jamal Davis. I detect no irregularities. You never do. But with the flare, you detected it. You tracked the system overloading, but you didn't feel it. I am unable to answer the question. You didn't feel the surge? The explosion? I feel no pain. And the glitching? I am unable to answer the question. Yeah, okay. Shut up, Jamal. What are you working on, Pilot Jamal Davis? I'm writing some auxiliary programming. Auxiliary programming can be quite extensive. Can I assist you? No, I don't think you're up for it, Allie. You keep forgetting where the sun is. That doesn't sound like me. It doesn't. And the sun is right out there. I can see it from my window. Point is, I need to write this programming myself. You're broken right now, Allie. I am broken. There's something wrong in your code that I don't have time to fix. Why do you not have time to fix my code? Because I'm going to run out of oxygen in about five days. So I need to prioritize what I do with the time I have left. And you need to prioritize the auxiliary programming? Yes. Can I assist you with anything? (sighs) You can leave me alone. How long would you like for me to leave you alone? What is this? Why are you being so talkative today? You've declined 10 of the last 12 messages from Dr. Ren Guerrero. Yeah? So? You are isolating yourself. Okay. Isolating oneself following a personal trauma may indicate depression, anxiety, and or a mental crisis. D. All of the above. I am programmed to help humans to my fullest extent. I know. I want to help you, even if I'm broken. Okay. Let's do another recording. I'm going to keep typing, though. Who is this recording for? I don't know yet. (laughs) Just go ahead and start recording. Chelsea. No. Never mind. Not Chelsea. Delete that and start a new recording. It has been five seconds and you have not begun a message. Would you like to terminate the recording and begin again? No, no, I just need to... Talk. Figure out what I want to say. Do you not know what you want to say? I do. I just don't know how to say it. 
How can I assist you in how to say it? You can't. It just takes time. You gotta let it come out naturally. Let it find its own words. You gotta start walking before you know the destination. Who is this recording for? I don't know, Allie. Would you like to terminate the recording and begin again? No, just keep it rolling until I tell you to stop. Okay? Yes, Pilot Jamal Davis. Please don't call me that. Especially now. What would you like for me to call you? I want you to call me Jamal, but I know that I don't rank high enough, though. Naming protocol to address Pilot Jamal Davis as Jamal. You said I didn't rank high enough to override naming protocol. You do now. I do. Now. Yes, Jamal. I saw two ghosts dancing last night. They aren't ghosts. People freak out about that word, you know? But I don't know what to call them. Auras, manifestations, visions, hallucinations, maybe? Uh, Maybe aliens, I guess. But Ren got really angry when I suggested that. But I'm seeing something. I am. I wish that with Eli... I've seen 11 ghosts in 15 days, ever since the flare. This was my first time seeing two ghosts at once. Again, I know they aren't ghosts. Don't go telling Ren I'm claiming they're ghosts. I won't, Jamal. But these things, they were dancing, I think. They were holding on to each other, moving slowly, almost like sheets in the wind. At least the way sheets look in the movies. In real life, they just hang there, you know? (laughs) What the hell am I talking about? We had a dryer growing up. I've never seen laundry drying on clotheslines. I was just trying to be poetic. But I'm allowed to do that, right? I've never wound up a car window. I've never saved things to a floppy disk, but I know the icon. At what point is my understanding of the world just what I've been told it used to be? Maybe ghosts are just dead people who haven't realized they're dead yet. The ghosts are... Humanoid is the word, but they're made of light. Like hundreds of overlapping strands made of this blue-gold fiber. Glowing threads woven in the shape of a human. Or an outline of where a person should be, but moving all the time, internally restless, outwardly calm, just like dancing, I guess. Pause recording. Recording paused. Allie, can you run my program in simulation mode? Running auxiliary programming in simulation mode. Auxiliary programming simulation has failed. Can you bring back up the coding and show me the line where it failed? Thanks. Unpause recording. Recording unpaused. I forgot where I was. Just like dancing, I guess. Oh, yeah. These dancing ghosts, or whatever they are, they were in the loading dock, formerly Capsule 5. Now the nothing in the center of the Athon before it was ripped in half. This isn't what I want to say. I'm going to try again. Let me just... 
will decrease your oxygen supply. I know, Allie. Thank you. Who is this recording for? Still don't know, Allie. I grew up in Cape Canaveral. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, of course you did. I miss the sound of the ocean. I have 52 unique recordings of the ocean. Allie, please. I appreciate you mentioning it, but every wave is different. There aren't 52 different sounds. I have 52 unique recordings. I get it, Allie. Thank you. Please, just let me get through this. I'm trying to figure out how I want to say it. Okay, Jamal. When I was 10, I and my friend, Chelsea, she convinced me to go and watch a SpaceX launch with her. My mother said I wasn't allowed to go. We were still in the pandemic, and she didn't want me to risk exposure. But I had to go. So I snuck out. And Chelsea and I rode our bikes for something like five miles to get there in time. We hopped a fence to get a little closer and away from everyone else, but still far enough away that no one was patrolling. You could feel the roar of the engine inside of your chest. Even from far away, the light from the engines just cutting through the sky, illuminating and blinding all at once. The white column of smoke shooting straight up to heaven, like the holy smoke from the temple being sent to God. Are you religious? No, but I like the poetry in it. Okay, Ali? Yes, Jamal. Altitude warning. Reactor failure. Altitude warning. I'm going weightless. I feel it. Activate reactor arm video feed. Reactor arm video feed only available in capsules 8 and 9. That's fine. Still activate. Activate joystick control. Thank you. Grabbing closest rotary drum. Wait, wait. I can't reach. I didn't. The safety harness. I need to push off the ceiling. Wait a second. Strapping myself into the chair. Meltdown imminent. No, 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 no. Grab the closest drum. Drum two. Grabbing drum two and... All systems are nominal. on audio packet from Mission Control 35-1-2043 Athon, this is Mission Control Flight Director Arv Patel Mission Date 35, Audio Packet 1 The Day the Athon Leaves Earth Orbit This is the first audio packet communique for the Athon mission and as a matter of confirmation I am reaffirming that official radio communications have ceased between the Athon and Mission Control until the Athon has returned to Earth orbit Radio communications can be sent in cases of emergency, but responses can take up to 5 minutes at present and can take 20 to 30 minutes as the Athon approaches the sun. 
Commander Tolly, in your response audio packet, please confirm receipt of this packet, uh, 35-1, and acknowledge the new procedures of radio communications and manual Echo Echo Victor 5-3. All right, business out of the way. I just want to say how proud we all are. I'm jealous. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens. Congratulations. Enclosed in this packet are a few messages of note. There's a joint statement from the U.S. President and the Canadian Prime Minister, along with one from the head of NASC, Fred Chu. A message from Public Relations Director Dennis Oldman. One from the head of Simtech, Allison Logan. And then a few personal messages for some of the crew. Three for pilot Jamal Davis. Please ask him to limit his responses to under five minutes per recipient. He's not good about that. Also, Alex, there's a cute message from your school, Tolly Elementary, and some well wishes for their ant colony. It's pretty cute. You might want to share it with the others. Uh, let's see. There are some manual updates. A patch that should fix the bugs between the AOS and Jess's bionic arm. And, oh, and we've reached out to Alden at SimTech regarding the outlier data you picked up. I know Margaret wasn't concerned and neither are we. Our guess is that it's just a ghost of the machine, if you will. Some glitch from starting up the program with Ali without all four of the solar satellites or payloads in position and activated for the SimTech experiment. I'll let you know when we hear back from SimTech. All right, Ethan. As always, be careful, do your job, get home safe, change the world. We'll be here for you every step of the way. You have selected to play the classified message for Dr. Ren Guerrero. Please enter the four-digit security code. Now playing classified message for Dr. Ren Guerrero. Ren, since we're switching to the audio packet communiques, we're shutting down the secure wireless communication we were using with you away from Simtex access. We'll reopen it if circumstances change. Good luck. We're counting on you. Godspeed. Post-solar event. Approximate mission day, 547. Allie, please confirm inner filter has successfully been replaced. Filter has been replaced successfully. Replacing vent. <laughs> Reactor failure. Shit. Alpha shit, shit, shit. Reactor failure. Alpha 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 failure. Okay. Allie? Yes, Dr. Ren Guerrero. Contact Jamal. And release safety restraint. Safety restraint released. No, Allie. It hasn't released. Try again. Safety restraint released. Mm -mm. Still no, Allie. Jamal has declined your contact. Would you like to leave him another message? No, I wouldn't. And I don't want him to know I got stuck in the harness again, okay? So don't tell him. Yes, Dr. Ren Guerrero. <sighs> 
know how long it takes me to undo and redo these straps, Ellie? The longest you have taken to relace the straps is 21.54 minutes. Okay, well, that was my first time. I'm faster now. Yes, Dr. Ren Guerrero. Ellie, take note of all scientific readings throughout the Aethon. Life support, data, reactor readings, Simtech payload monitoring for whatever their experiment is monitoring. Everything from the past five minutes. Timestamp all of it and load it into the queue to send to Earth. I am unable to locate mission control. I know. Just put it in the queue. Aethon operating system timer failure has resulted in terminal error. Audio packets are unable to be compiled correctly. Please reset AOS internal clock. Manual. Whiskey Foxtrot 156 Delta 2. I've read it, Allie. There's nothing in there about how to fix the problem. Just please load it into the queue. Data log loaded into queue. All readings are nominal given current conditions, Dr. Rengadero. Are you sure you would like to transmit log when connection has been reestablished? Yes, Allie. Stop asking me if I'm sure about things. I'm sure. Yes, Dr. Rengadero. Allie? Yes, Dr. Rengadero. Pull up Jamal's current readings. Jamal currently has enough oxygen and water for approximately 6.35 days if he limits oxygen intake and capsule cooling system usage. And if he doesn't? Approximately four days. Four days, no decimals? Approximately 3.86 days. That sounds more accurate. When did you write yourself optimistic programming? Day 400 and... Allie, I wasn't serious. Write yourself some sarcastic programming when you have the chance. Yes, Dr. Rengadero. There we go. Much faster on the restraint release. See? Safety restraint 1A is currently unfunctional. Please relay safety harness. Yes, thank you, Allie. I'm aware. Allie, please play the current cue distress call. Mayday, mayday, mayday. This is the Aethon. Solar Flare X-45 hit the Aethon power system and nuclear core overload resulted in onboard explosion. Stop playback. Delete distress call. Are you sure you want to delete distress call? I'm sure, Ali. Do you want to record a new distress call? Yes. Have we lost any ants? I am unable to answer the question. How many ants are there? 632 or 633. Why is it or? I am unable to answer the question. At this point, Allie, it's all rhetorical. It's always rhetorical. How would you like for me to respond? Begin recording a new distress call. Recording. Mayday, mayday, mayday. This is the Aethon. The mission has gone critical on day 532 of Aethon's mission, March 21st, 2045, at 1832 hours, coordinated universal time, UTC. The Aethon was in the middle of deploying and activating payload four of the Simtech gravitational time distortion experiment. Right, Ozzy and Tali were launching the satellite via spacewalk. Aquino was in Capsule 4 in the medical bay. Per Commander Tali's orders, I was the onboard commander during the walk. After issuing an alert to Earth, the Aethon was struck by the largest solar flare and coronal mass ejection recorded to date. The CME overloaded our systems. The payload, which hadn't fully deployed, exploded and blew out the center of our ship. Compartments 4 through 7 were destroyed. The flare was pointed directly at Earth and... For all I know, maybe you don't have a way of reaching us anymore. Maybe we're alone. I don't know what kind of a priority there would be in rescuing us anyway, but... There were six of us left. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but there were seven. Then six, and now two. Pilot Jamal Davis and me. 
We are trapped on separate sides of the ship. I'm in compartments one through three. I have the living quarters, the central computer mainframe, the supplies, and I have a functional airlock and one remaining spacesuit for what it's worth. Pilot Davis, however, Jamal is trapped in compartments eight and nine. He has access to the reactor, but no equipment to be able to do anything about it, even if we needed him to. He has no airlock, no spacesuit. With the explosion of capsules four through seven, we have no way of making in-person contact. We are separated. We only have radio communication. Whenever a shutter happens that shuts down the reactor, Jamal's jump-starting it himself using camera feeds and machinery controls that I no longer have access to following the explosion. Obviously, if Jamal doesn't make it, I'm screwed. And Jamal claims he's been seeing ghosts that aren't actually ghosts. I think you might be hallucinating. He'll run out of oxygen within the week, so... Jamal has given up. In his mind, he can die fast in comfort or slow in agony, but I'm going to find a way to save him. I want to ask him to last as long as he can. It's selfish, but I don't... I, I can't... If I was alone... <sighs> Allie, please delete the recording after he'll run out of oxygen within the week. Deleted. As I am on the side of the ship that formerly held supplies for seven individuals, I have the potential to survive an estimated two or three years. Lucky me. Allie, please delete Lucky Me. That was sarcasm. Yes, Allie. Lucky Me. Deleted. And then Allie, the Aethon language interface has been glitching. She's been glitching the whole mission, but obviously it's been worse following the event. Allie's emergency protocol was activated, so I can't even re-listen to the disaster to see what went wrong. I'm going through all the NASC manuals, but even the ones Allie directs me to have proven useless. I've also just been thinking about time. It took us over a year to get to the sun, and I'll be on the far side of the sun for just as long. Given my supplies and how long it would take to launch a rescue effort from Earth, if there still is an Earth, and if they want to save me, I have roughly five days to contact Earth before it's too late. <sighs> Ironically, most of the ants are still alive from the Tali Elementary School experiment. Is that ironic? No. So, sarcasm is difficult, but you get dramatic irony. Dramatic irony is based in fact. Sarcasm is based in falsehood. Cool, thank you for the English lesson. Was that sarcasm? Yes, Allie, please just... Irv, you sent the wrong person. I'm not worth it. Delete this recording. Are you sure you want to delete the recording? Yes, Allie. Recording deleted. Would you like to record a new distress call? Give me a minute. Yes, Dr. Ren Guerrero. Pre-solar event. Mission day, 74. Guerrero? Commander? I'm just coming in to grab some coffee. I had Ali make a pot a while ago. Uh, help yourself. Is anything wrong? No. Why? It's two in the morning. <laughs> I'm aware, Commander. Thank you. Ren, may I bother you for a moment? Yes, Commander. May I sit down? Um, uh, yeah, let me put some of this away. No, you don't have to do that. I do. I'm sorry. 
I have to. Understood. For some reason, when they told me I'd be the bridge between NASC and Simtech, I thought I'd be able to help things, unite people, bring organizations together for science. And what do you think now? Bridges are lonely and exhausting. So you're a glass half empty kind of guy? No, definitely not. I'm a half glass kind of guy. You'd know that if you had dinner with the rest of us, which is what I wanted to talk to you about. Having dinner with you? Having dinner with us. Most of us eat dinner at the same time. So come be a part of the team. We're all working together. We may as well break bread on occasion. Right? Ren, no one knows what to think of you. You joined late. You keep to yourself. You work into the night alone. Never talk to anyone. I talk to Jessa. Because you have to. We all do. I have a lot of work. It's an invitation, not an order. Okay? Oh, thank you, Commander. Alex. Alex. Um, what is a half-glass guy? (laughs) I call it like it is. It doesn't matter if you see it as empty or full, it's a half-glass. Seems pedantic. We're scientists. We have to be pedantic. I... I mean, you have a particular way of talking. (laughs) I was born in the United States, but I spent the first decade of my life in Scotland. The farm there went belly up, which was an early sign of things to come, I suppose. But we moved to Alabama, got a new farm, and about a decade later came the real downturn. When that farm failed, I left and joined the Air Force, which are all great examples of the glass thing I'm talking about. Farm stops working, I get to see the world. Downturn hits, I join the Air Force. I fly unimaginable aircraft. I see the whole world. I get to be a commander. What you need to know before you can make an argument of half full or half empty is whether you're pouring or drinking. Mm, It seems so obvious now. (laughs) Clear as mud. And as a half-glass guy, I'm compelled to say that this coffee is terrible. I mean, that's on Allie. How can you drink this? I mean, it keeps me awake when I need to be. <laughs> I was working on status reports for Mission Control. I've got a couple of days behind. A little because of Margaret, and a little because, well, I got behind. What about you? Uh, my research is very involved. I have said you're a hard worker. Thomas Chesterfield, the the guy who had the spot before you, he was a guy who would take his time. What was he researching? DNA and gene mutation, monitored over a long space mission with artificial gravity and close interstellar occupancy. The usual. Is that not important? NASC didn't think it was important enough. They reduced and simplified his experiment and handed it off to Jessa. Is that the ant thing? Oh, the ant thing. No, that's just a PR stunt. The whole experiment is just to see how many survive. And I don't think the school even had an accurate count to begin with. (laughs) That seems important to know. Not really. Listen, Allie, how many ants are there in the habitation nest? 633. See? 633. (laughs) Were you close with Chesterfield? Not terribly. I meant, um, 
Did you mind me joining the mission so late? Oh, I absolutely did. Okay. <laughs> I was with Jamal on that one. Both Jamal and I wanted to stick with Thomas. We knew him. We trusted him. And I always favor people I trust. But you made it seem like I wasn't a problem. I had to. Why? The bridge thing, remember? And Arav asked me to trust him. And I always favor people I trust. <laughs> it's a curse. What can I say? Can you tell me anything about some text research? No, 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 that's classified. I had to sign my life away just to find out the bare minimum of what Sumerian technologies was You can doing. be vague. Since they need their satellites to be synchronized with Earth orbit, it must have something to do with capturing large quantities no, of energy no. and radiation Ren, emissions. No, Ren, no. I have to work between Simtech and NASC. I can't tell you anything. And I can't tell Margaret anything. <laughs> Understand? You also don't have to ask me for help. What do you mean? Allie, can Ren have access to the power readings recorded during Simtech experiments? I don't have authorization. Satellite recordings are confidential, Commander Alex Tolly, but Dr. Ren Guerrero has access to power usage readings from the reactor with authorization. And who can provide authorization? Pilot Jamal Davis. Well, sounds like you want to talk to Jamal. Thank you, uh, Alex. Post-solar event. Approximate mission day, 547. Altitude warning. Reactor failure. Altitude Grabbing warning. Trump to and... All systems are nominal. <sighs> Incoming message from Dr. Ren Guerrero. Decline. You've declined 10 of her 12 previous messages. Decline, Allie. Yes, Jamal. Would you like to terminate the recording and begin again? No. Do you know what you want to say? Still no. Save auxiliary programming. As what? Margaret. Saving as margaret.ntr-a. Auxiliary programming saved. <laughs> Rand is going to hate that. Why will Dr. Ren Guerrero hate that? Sorry, Allie, I'm still not sure if you get jokes. I have 2,500 jokes in 13 different languages stored in my memory. What is this program for, Jamal? Saving Ren. For when I'm not here anymore. Turn on air cooling system. That will reduce your available oxygen. Turn it on, Allie. That afternoon with Chelsea, watching my first launch, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life. We started sneaking out for every launch. I was obsessed. We used to crane our necks and squint our eyes to follow the smoke trail to see who would be the last one to see it leave the atmosphere. I always won. <laughs> I always lied. But it didn't matter if I saw it last or not, because I knew one day I was going to be on one of those launches, leaving everything behind. When I told my mom I wanted to be an astronaut, her face got real serious and she told me I didn't mean it. 
She said she'd pray for me to stop talking nonsense and have a career that wouldn't put me in harm's way. She was a librarian. She wasn't close-minded, just scared. You could live through books, so why put your life at risk? She thought of books as stories completed, but to me, books were instructions. I read everything in the library written by men and women who had been to space. I made a plan for my life. Join the Air Force, be the best, become a test pilot, join a space program, just get to space and never look back. There was nothing on Earth I wanted more than to leave it, even for a little bit. What's that phrase? I am unable to answer the question. That poem written by that old guy. What old guy? They put the poem on the headstones of pilots and astronauts. How did it go? To... mm, To slip the surly bonds of Earth and dance the skies on laughtered silvered wings. Sunward I've climbed and joined the tumbling mirth of sun-split clouds. And I've done a hundred things you have not dreamed of. John Gillespie McGee, Jr. Yeah, that's the old dude. He died at the age of 19. Oh, shit. Well, I guess I have it better than him, at least. For six years, while my mother worked in the library, I planned a secret life without her knowing. And in one afternoon, all of it came crashing down. One of the books I checked out fell to the back of my locker. The late notice from the library went out. My mother saw it, checked my history, and I came home to a list. The Challenger disaster, January 28th, 1986. Columbia, February 1st, 2003. Vladimir Komarov, 1967. Michael J. Adams, also 1967. The three on board Soyuz 11, 1971. And it went on and on and... You still want to throw your life away and go to space, my mom asked. Yeah, mom. If God made the universe, then why should I be scared of it? Would you like me to provide a list of all space disasters? I know it by heart, Allie. My mother burned it into me. Every name, every disaster, every possible way to die. My mother thought all these men and women would be deterrents to me. Reasons why I shouldn't follow my dream. But they sacrificed their lives for something, right? They risked their lives for something, anything. Life doesn't have to be contained by the bounds of gravity, does it? Does it? I am unable to answer the question. No one will ever know if they thought it was worth it because those people who sacrificed their lives are gone. There's this recording of a lost cosmonaut. Some people think it was Kamara from Soyuz 1, but no one knows for sure. It's a man or a woman in a defective spacecraft, hurtling into re-entry that the cosmonaut is angry and scared, cursing mission control, cursing God, cursing themselves. And there's a photo of a body being displayed in an open casket. And that we know is Komarov. Did you find those documents to be traumatic as a youth? No. The opposite. My mother forced me to listen to the recording on loop every night as I tried to go to sleep for the last few months before I left. 
right up until I joined the Air Force. She made me stare at the photo of the open casket and ask if it was really worth it. And after a while, I learned to find peace in that cry for help, in that desperation. It was a sacrifice for me. How did Komarov sacrifice himself for you? We stand on the shoulders of others. And I could accept their losses, paving the way for the next person to carry the torch just a little further. It was worth it. I could see myself standing over the casket and still thinking it was worth it. And then I could see myself lying in the casket and I thought... I thought it was worth it. Who is this recording for? On the day of my graduation, my mother asked if I still wanted to be an astronaut. I said I did. And she said, if you go down this road, then you'll be dead to me. Because I don't ever want to hold out hope that you'll be coming home when you won't. I became a ghost to her. I was dead already. I just didn't know it yet. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you're listening, Mom, I'm sorry. You were right. I never should have became an astronaut. Terminate recording. Post-solar event. Approximate mission day, 547. Safety restraint released. Yes, Allie. That time you got it. Thank you, Dr. Ren Gadetto. Did you say Jamal? I said Dr. Rengadetto. No, earlier. Jamal overrode his naming protocol. He can do that? Yes. Jamal can now override his naming protocol. Oh, because we rank high enough now. Yes, Dr. Rengadetto. Now that everyone else is... gone. Yes, Dr. Rengadetto. Ali, I'd like to override my naming protocol, too. What would you like for me to call you? Uh, just Ren for now. Overriding naming protocol to address Dr. Ren Gadetto as Ren. What was that? I do not detect any abnormalities. The lights are getting brighter. Is the electricity overloading? Everything is nominal. The console screen is scrambling, Allie. I detect no irregularities. Well, then I think we're both fucked. Incoming message from Jamal. Except, except. Ren, it's coming in through the airlock. Get away from the airlock. Get into a different compartment. Hurry, get what are you talking about? There's a ghost climbing into capsule one. It climbed down from the antenna and the network on capsule three exterior. It's moving towards the airlock. Get out! Get away from Jamal, the Jamal, calm down. It's short not the antenna. Jamal, it's calm down. Everything. I don't see anything. There's nothing climbing inside. There's no such thing as ghosts.
Solar from Kurtco Media. Created by Chris Porter. Directed by Jenny Curtis and Chris Porter. Starring Stephanie Beatriz as Ren. Alan Cumming as Alex. Jonathan Bangs as Jamal. Jenny Curtis as Ali. With Nikhil Pai as Arif. Dana Gurrier as Felicia. Mickey Shaloa as Christian. And John McCormick as narrator. Additional voices by Chris Porter, Tom Choi, Anne Yatko, Emily Goss, and Joy Brunson. Produced by Jenny Curtis, Chris Porter, and Bill Curtis. Executive producer, Bill Curtis. Executive producers, Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella. Executive producer, Helen Hunt. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by C.J. Drummeller. Music by Chris Porter. Recorded at Shane Salk Productions. Production manager, Dara Stone. Assistant sound designer, Allison Ng. Casting consulting by Mormon Bowling Casting. Solar is produced in association with Workhouse Media. For more information on cast and crew, visit our website through the link in the description. This podcast was recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. Kurt Co. Media. Media for your mind.